your host for Lacrosse Talk PM, Rick Sola. All right, welcome to Tuesday or the end of Tuesday, 608 785. The guy just said it, right? 608 785 7914. It's the talking text line. If you want to get in here, today's a good day to do it because I'm just going to, I have 487 tabs open and I'm just going to. I'm just going to pick them. <laughs> That's what we'll talk about. Whatever tab I pick, I'm going to close my eyes and kind of point to the screen, point to the tabs row, and uh, pick them. I'm uh, getting emails now. Ooh, It's going to be an interesting talk at Central High School tomorrow with uh, somebody affiliated with maybe a, maybe a parent from one of the kids killed at Sandy Hook. Just starting to get, just got information now. It looks like it's going to happen tomorrow morning. And I uh, was going to try to get that person to come on today and kind of preview that, but just didn't have enough time. But that's something that's going on at Central High School tomorrow, and I think Brad's going to go check that out, Brad, in the newsroom. Uh, I know tomorrow on the show I'm going to talk to the La Crescent Animal Rescue about a situation they've had, and I can just kind of, do a little preview of that too is just that essentially somebody somebody called the the rescue and said uh i don't know what to do with my cats anymore i can't handle them and you think oh yeah well you know we're the animal rescue so i guess we'll come get your cats well it turns out he had 50 cats so the La Crescent Animal Rescue is in dire need of some funding to take care of like 50 cats, a lot of kittens, a lot of malnourished cats. And if you go to the, the Animal Rescue page, they have a GoFundMe going right now. They need to raise about $7,500. We talked yesterday about you know friends of the La Crosse River Marsh. They need to raise funds. Uh, to do some studies with the marsh, with lead in the marsh, and where the flood waters go and come and go from the marsh, they want to study all that stuff and and building better trails in the marsh so they don't we're not rebuilding trails in the marsh. They could always use funding. They've got a donate page on their their homepage too, and 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 uh, the idea that these things are here in our city, we they need help. And uh, who's who's getting all the funding? And this this ends up going more national just because of the divisiveness of it. But that that priest that just got essentially told to leave from the lacrosse diocese, right? His funding for lawyers is like three hundred thousand dollars. Meanwhile, the lacrosse lacrosse and animal rescue is at four grand right now. So if we can get that up to $400,000, that'd be great. I think they could really use it. They have a tiny little building. They're a no-kill shelter. So every animal they take in, they take in until someone adopts it. I think I'll ask Dan tomorrow if she's going to come on for a little bit, just how long. Because I, I feel like at some point they had a cat in there for like a decade. It seemed like a very long time to have a cat. <laughs> Nobody wanted to adopt that cat. And it's just at that point, you just start a social media campaign to get somebody to adopt the cat if it's been in the thing for 10, 10 years or so. I'm not exactly sure if it was in there for 10 years, but I just remember seeing that at some point in the last couple of years. Um, so, yeah, that's a couple of things. And then Thursday, I know now I'm going to have Chris Mann from Viterbo on to talk about 
uh, a lot of things vaccine virus related where we're at there is always news it's always news this thing's still popping this COVID thing super fun I know it doesn't affect us right but uh, COVID-19 cases the headline on AP today uh, doubled in the, the last three weeks the cases are rising this Delta variant we can get Chris to talk about that a little bit and I've been texting city council member Mark Newman with some of the stuff that I've been reading the the idea that these vaccine makers like Pfizer and and whatnot are starting to come out and say, "Hey, we might need another dose of this thing. You might need a third a third dose, right? We're getting the most of them have like two doses. You go in two weeks. And now it looks like they're saying, "Hey, we might need a third dose." And uh, you know, the experts are like, "Do we or are you just trying to get money?" <laughs> That's not how the experts put it, but that's kind of what, if you want to like, just kind of read between the lines there. Ah, you guys, third dose, be good for our book, pocketbooks. Pfizer, we need the money. <laughs> 608-785-7914, if you want to get in here. Uh, and I was gone last week. No, If you didn't notice, I'm, I'm a little sad if you didn't notice, but... Uh, being gone last week, it was it was always interesting to see some of the stories that just popped up over the week. I think the environment just took a turn for the worst over the last week that I was gone. I remember seeing, if you didn't see this, this Gulf of Mexico fire. There was there was that going on. It looked like just a portal to hell was kind of the the quote unquote joke. I think like a a pipeline burst and started on fire. I think maybe an, a, a lightning strike might have started it. That's what the Mexican president said, I believe. Um, Mexico president, not Mexican president, Mexico president. Uh, just learned, and, and looking at some of that information before the show today, just kind of, just, you know, what what else is happening with the environment? Um, you know, the whole week, the Pacific Northwest was had record-breaking heat, Canada, record-breaking heat wave. I think Arizona as well. The Death Valley, I think, set a, 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 a a United States record for hottest day or consecutive days with over, like, I don't know, it was like 130 degrees or something. Uh, literally, people literally cooking eggs on pans. One of them days where you just put the pan outside. Uh, the, the, and the idea that you shouldn't walk your dog, don't, and, and you shouldn't walk either. <laughs> your shoes will melt. Uh, definitely don't walk barefoot. Just one of them. And then uh, lightning storms killing a whole bunch of people. I think that just happened recently as well. You know, I talked about last week and now this, as I'm looking, I'm, I'm reading new ones. Here's one today. Uh, 17 million gallons of sewage spill into the ocean leading beach closers in California. 17 million gallons of unfiltered sewage. Whoops. Just let that go. So just a couple of the headlines that I have opened today. Uh, or uh, a couple of the tabs I have open today, and none of those are Wisconsin-related. There are a couple of Wisconsin things. Uh, looks like Governor Evers might have been exposed to COVID, though he's vaccinated, so is it a big deal? Who knows? A um, couple of Enbridge. I, in, in looking at this environmental stuff, there is uh, some Enbridge oil lines, some news around that as well. So, All right, I got to get Brad in here to do the news not literally in here but we're going to put them on we'll let brad do the news we'll be back after this all right welcome back to lacrosse talk pm 
fresh off the wire. I don't know if Brad read this one. Oh, he's got it up. He's got a queued up. I'm going I'm to tease it. Semi-local person. Uh, get out of here, Pearl Jam. Nope, Stone Temple Pilots. Get out of here. Uh, a a semi-local person, uh, Melrose, uh, been arrested. Has he been arrested? Yeah, been arrested uh, in relation to that thing that happened on January 6th at the Washington, D.C. Capitol. Brad having that at 5.30. He's going to read it on the news. Maybe I'll... Maybe while he's reading that, I'll read the more in-depth version <laughs> on the wire. And uh, we can see what we could learn from that. Um, eh, it's pretty short. It's pretty short at this point. Might not have a whole lot of info there. Brad, I have that at the bottom of the hour. Uh, it was talking about some of the environmental things that happened over the past week while I was gone on vacation and not really, uh, just not out of town and if you want to listen to more identification about Iola car shows and old cars, uh, listen to yesterday's show, uh, yesterday's podcast. And we talked about the River Marsh as well, lacrosse, uh, wisdomnews.com slash podcast. Um, but just a couple of other things, along with the Gulf of Mexico's portal to hell, that, that swirling fire uh, from a burst p- pipeline to the record heat wave on, on the West Coast. Um, there's a story now that a Minnesota officials are looking to line three drilling fluid spill. So the line three pipeline that that's being fought over in Minnesota, I think they just kind of approved everything to go, even though, you know, the indigenous population is like, we don't really want a pipeline through our lands. You know, they're our lands. So can you not do the pipeline and now there's there's a spill. So that's great. Uh 80 to, not a not not like one of these gigantic spills but 80 to 100 gallons of drilling fluid or mud is how that's uh put in the story. Inadvertently released on July 6th. So we're getting the news a week later, right? Uh, instead of the day of. So kind of wonder like how long before Enbridge mentioned that they spilled a bunch of crap into the area inadvertently. Because they, you know, the, as opposed to the advertent spills that, that pipelines have, the ones where they purposely release stuff, the inadvertent release, uh, that goes right in line with the uh, 17 million gallons of sewage spilled into the ocean on, on the California coast today, or just uh, recently. I guess the story came out like today, so uh, it didn't come out like today, it did come out today. Um but when, when we're talking about these pipelines and the, the Gulf of Mexico one is the most optic one. If you go, just Google Gulf of Mexico pipeline fire or something like that. And you can just watch this swirling, boiling thing. <laughs> it just looks crazy. Uh, it, it really didn't, I didn't think it was real when I saw it last week. And then I was like, oh, this is uh, a thing. What's really funny about it is, so there, so it's, it's like a, your toilet's flushing, right? Only your toilet's on fire. The water in your toilet's on fire. So that's kind of what it looks like. It's just like this big bubbling, oozing circle of fire in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico. But but then there's five, four or five boats around it spraying water. <laughs> like trying to put the fire out. They're spraying water in into the area. They're not even really hitting it because you can't even get close enough to, to effectively hit where the fire's at. But the fire is underwater, right? And these boats are spraying on the ocean in the Gulf of Mexico 
if you just if you watch the video and stop and think about like what's going on here, <laughs> like why are these boats spraying water into the ocean? <laughs> like this is the, this is the best we can come up with uh, for putting out an underwater pipeline that's on fire. Is just we're, we're gonna we're gonna hose it off. It's in the water. <laughs> just splash it. Just take your sea dew and like do some burnouts right next to it, so you're you're splooshing the water into the fire. I don't think any of that's going to work, but you know, like at least it looks like they're doing something. It's really funny, but this got me thinking about the so this under underground pipelines on fire. It's got me thinking about uh, a story you'll you'll see every once in a while uh, because because we're fighting it and we're fighting it and we're trying to do environmental reviews on it. And just we just never kind of we never really get to okay it's approved or it's disapproved because the the there's always a new um, decision to be made. But the and I'm trying to find it the so and while Enbridge is spilling inadvertently fluid on their Line Three project, you know that goes through Minnesota, Wisconsin. Uh, Enbridge says now too that they're. Uh, it's going to be a tougher environmental review that's going to delay the Line 5 tunnel project. So, like, what at what point do we think this is a good... I don't understand why we think this is a good idea. We're going to run a tunnel under the Great Lakes, a pipe oil pipeline under the Great Lakes. Like, the Straits of Mackinac uh, connects Lake Huron and Lake Michigan. We're going to run a $500 million tunnel beneath, beneath there. If we just see what's going on, Gulf of Mexico, coastline in California, literally Minnesota, like the line three that's not even finished. They're still building it. And and now we want to run a, a pipeline or not even a pipeline, a tunnel under the Great Lakes, which are, you know, the Great Lakes. Fresh water, largest bodies of fresh water, right? Like, why? What are we doing? Like, can we, do we, is there a better plan? Like, we we got to come up with a better plan than uh, like we, we probably should probably we probably should worry about preserving the Great Lakes, keeping them as pristine as possible, and at least stop at least stop just throwing sewage in them at will, like probably we used to do back in the day. But um, I don't know if it's the best idea to be running oil pipeline tunnels under Lake Huron and Lake Michigan and the Straits of Mackinac for $500 million. Also, Enbridge is unlimited funds, right? That's eh, $500 million tunnel, no big deal. And it's not even a, you know, it's it's Cana- Canadian-based, so Enbridge isn't, it's not like it's an American company that's doing this. So... I don't know. It just doesn't seem to me like the greatest idea that we should be running pipelines every which way, especially under freshwater. Let's run them under in a tunnel. That what could go wrong? It's bad enough that we're running them near freshwater and through freshwater uh, lakes and rivers. Uh, it's bad enough we're doing that right, you know, north of us here. But now we're going to do it. So what happens when the 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 tunnel bursts or the pipeline bursts in a uh, under the you know straits of Mackinac under Lake Michigan then what happens because then we contaminate all that water as well so we probably should just preserve the water because it's a little bit more important than getting the oil to the destination in the straightest way possible figure it out people <laughs> figure out a better way um 
I did see this. Uh, this story's on wisdomnews.com. I think it went up yesterday, and I, I, I wanted, I wanted to talk about it. This Minnesota lawmaker that was, he was stopped by police, and he claims he was racially profiled. So he's a black dude, and um, some of this I'm, I'm not exactly sure about because part of his, uh, part of his quote here is in that he was racially profiled is that police aren't stopping people in the cities. At least I don't know about Minnesota. I should ask the local police. Hey, are you stopping me when my headlights out or when I'm missing a license plate? Because police there, I don't believe were. He says police weren't stopping them, those people for uh, what he calls pretextual stops. So I don't know, the wording there is kind of goofy, but uh, minor infractions, right? We're not doing that. We're not giving a ticket for that stuff. I don't know. Um, so that's part of it. Is but but when you dig into all the things that are kind of sketchy about this dude. Not sketchy per se, but just like, well, I feel like you should have taken care of a lot of this stuff when it has to do with his driver's license and um, stuff surrounding why he was maybe stopped or why maybe he should be stopped and asked to correct some of these. Uh, I don't, I don't even know what to call them. Like they're not mistakes. They're not. There's just like, dude, you live in Minnesota forever. I'll just, I'll get to that when we come back from the news. Um. There was one other story that I wanted to talk about. Oh, the uh, this is on wisdomnews.com too. And you have to go see the picture because it's a uh, another Minnesota story. But they're, they're finding gigantic goldfish in lakes up in the cities because people are dumping their goldfish. And goldfish pretty adapt at surviving even in harsh conditions. And these goldfish are gigantic, 18... Uh, like if you caught it, if it was a bluegill, you'd be like, holy cow, this is a gigantic bluegill, but it's not, it's a goldfish. Uh, it's really funny looking picture. They got one, right. Uh, one compared a comparable one to, uh, some other fish. So maybe hit that one. I did try to call the DNR in Wisconsin in the area here to just ask if we're, we're digging out any goldfish. Didn't get an answer, but maybe I will tomorrow. Um, all right, Brad, one more time, do the news. He's got that story about a Melrose person and uh, the Capitol riots, the Capitol insurrection, January 6th, uh, whatever you want to call that. We've got many names for it. And uh, before that, though, Scott's Comet coming up. We'll be back. All right, welcome back. Lacrosse Talk PM. 608-785-7914. It's kind of cherry picking the the wire today because there's so many stories that just kind of odd funny peculiar and i I talked about two right before the break that i want to get to the uh the goldfish in the lakes and then this minnesota representative uh and and his weird encounter and it's not even weird it's the, the way he calls it racial profiling and then the things that stem from him being you know not in line with the law, not anything drastic, but just kind of weird. Like, what are you, what? <laughs> but I, I did forget this one in my, I have 75 tabs open. So this is one. Wisconsin judge suspended for crude remarks, brandishing a gun. So this, this is uh, the story. I'm just going to, I'm going to kind of grab some of the paragraphs here in the, in the AP story. The Winnebago County Circuit Judge Scott Wolt. Uh, he's suspended for let's let's wait to to let you know how many days 
weeks, months he's suspended for, but um, he's been on the bench since 04. He, uh, Wisconsin Judicial com- filed a complaint against him last year, alleging that he committed multiple instances of misconduct dating back to 2009. So we're, what, 12 years? 11, 12 years? Uh, the first incident, uh, Walt berated a domestic abuse victim during her boyfriend's sentencing hearing, it's a sentence hearing, uh, after she said they were trying to work things out. <laughs> so uh, no, nothing like going after the, the domestic abuse victim. Uh, he told her he shouldn't call the police if she's just going to tell him everything, tell them everything's fine, that he was sick and tired of hearing about domestic abusers and their victims trying to reconcile. Okay, <laughs> that was the first incident. In 2015, he was presiding over a sentence hearing from an 18-year-old accused of sexually assaulting a 13-year-old. The man's attorney argued that his client got scared when he was kissing the girl and didn't know what to do. Walt responded sarcastically that the first thing he does when he's paralyzed with fear is demand sex from a girl. He called the attorney's argument stupid. So, you know, it's one thing to for me to to maybe read this story about an 18-year-old um, sexually assaulting a 13-year-old and and say the defense for that is stupid. Yeah, 18-year-old, what you're, you're an idiot. Uh, but this is a judge. Like, this guy's got to be like, he's the law, right? Uh, later in the hearing, the same hearing, he said the defense attorney didn't understand that the best thing, the best thing long-winded lawyers can do in his courtroom is shut their pie holes. Some of you are probably like, yeah, that's awesome. That's what I want to see from a judge. No, it isn't. It's not what you want to see from the judge. Uh, That same year, so what year was that? 2015, uh, the judge commented during a hearing that he would love to give a defender a year in jail for just wasting his time. The next day, he held a sentence hearing on a burglary case. The judge gave a speech about the lack of security in the courthouse pulled a handgun out of out from beneath his robe and told the defendant that if he had a if he had broken into his house he would have killed him the judge pulled out a handgun <laughs> during a court hearing uh and then we're 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 hearing about it today <laughs> this was 2015 three of these four things happened in 2015 so and and now um oh there's another one 2016 uh but like we probably should dive into this handgun let me let me look here more uh the judge gave a speech about the lack of security in the courthouse pulled a handgun he didn't point the gun at anyone in the courtroom and kept his finger off the trigger according to the complaint judges are allowed to carry concealed weapons but the justices concluded that Walt was trying to intimidate the defendant and encourage victims to take matters into their own hands of course what is going on Uh, in 2016 he displayed the gun to high school students touring the courthouse Later that year, he warned an attorney during a cross-examination in a divorce case that he was blurring the line between being an advocate and a, and a vulgar term for male genitalia. He also threatened to hold a woman in the courtroom in contempt if she gave him, quote-unquote, that look one more time. So pulled a handgun a couple of times, one to uh, high schoolers touring the courtroom. Not really sure how that worked. Hey, check out my gun? I don't know. Like, you trying to be cool? Hey, kids, check out my gun, the handgun. Um, and then did it during a case, saying he would he would have killed him if he had brought, broke into his house. Uh, so this judge, all these things uh, coming into the news today, 
Uh, he's suspended beginning August 2nd, so three, three weeks away or so. He's, he's going to be suspended for a week. One week for all this stuff. I guess a lot of this stuff is years old, right? But they, uh, it's very weird. I mean, just, I mean, that's weirder. This story is weirder than the, the Minnesota lawmaker story I want to bring up here in a minute. But uh, what is what is that? Like, first of all, he's, uh, it's just, I don't know, it's hard to wrap my head around this being a judge and him going after uh, people in his courtroom like that, like just intimidating. This isn't, I don't, I don't watch Judge Judy or what was it, Judge Wap, Wapner? Uh, what was that? The People's Court, right? Is the People's? Is it still? No, it's Judge Judy. It's called Judge Judy. With Judge Wapner, way back in the day, it was it was the People's Court. I don't know if that show is still on. I'm not I'm not watching those shows, so I don't really know if that's the kind of TV hijinks. Sounds like this guy would be made for TV, right? This Judge Walt should just step down from the Wisconsin judiciary, Winnebago County Circuit Court judge, and uh, just get his own TV show if he wants to, you know, go after uh, abusers and victims and take his gun out for high school kids and take his gun out to intimidate people during court sessions. It's very, seems unprofessional to me. It'd be great for radio. I'd love to have the guy on talk about it in here. Uh, actually, I'd be a little scared now that I think about it. He'd probably take his gun out and intimidate me with it. What are you talking about me? Um, so there's that. All right. So, okay. So there's that story's up on the wire. Uh, this other this other one, this Minnesota lawmaker, I have bullet points here because it's just like, uh, so he, he claims he was racially profiled. He was pulled over because he was ra- being racially profiled. And sure, if you want to, because I think he, I think his argument is that either Twin Cities police or maybe Minnesota police aren't pulling people over for minor infractions right now or during this COVID time or just this time in general, George Floyd time. I don't know. It'd be great because uh, if you want to get in the whole the whole idea of when you pull people over and give them tickets for minor infractions how that doesn't matter to some people and that's like uh, life or death for other people. What? Life or death? Yeah, when you give someone like a $200 fine. Some people don't care about that because they make way more than $200. Other people need that $200. So anyway, going off on a tangent. Anyway, this this uh, Minnesota linebacker said he was racially profiled, being ticketed for a driver's license violation. His name is Representative John Thompson. He's a St. Paul representative uh he had his driving driving privileges revoked because of a child support issue which seems weird um you can't pay child well i don't know what the issue was there i would just assume it was you can't pay your child support that would be the issue right and uh revoking someone's driver's license seems like the least the 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 worst way to get that person to pay child support Hey, I can't drive now, so I can't go to work. <laughs> anyway, Thompson has <laughs> Thompson has never had a Minnesota driver's license. He's a St. Paul, Minnesota lawmaker. He's lived in St. Paul for 18 years. <laughs> He's never had a Minnesota driver's license. He has a Wisconsin driver's license. He's kept for those 18 years. He's never uh, 
Minnesota law. I know this because I lived when I lived in Winona. I didn't live in Winona. I lived in Fountain City, but I worked in Winona. And uh, no, then I lived in Winona. That's right. Uh, and I never changed. I kept my Wisconsin address. I kept just kept it at my parents' house. Like not too long after I moved out here, and uh, I got pulled over eventually. And the cop was like, "How long have you lived here?" And and then he told me, "Hey, you have to apply for your Minnesota license within sixty days." Well, this dude's been doing it for eighteen years, <laughs> so this uh, kept his Wisconsin license. He was stopped. Now, he says he was racially profiled. He was stopped because he was missing his front license plate. How many people you how how many of you are driving around without a front license plate? Um, now, whether or not Minnesota police are pulling people over for stupid stuff like that, I don't know. Because that's kind of what he's claimed. He's black, so he's getting pulled over for things that nobody else is getting pulled over for. But uh, he didn't get a ticket for missing a front license plate. He didn't get a ticket for not having a Minnesota license despite not living in Minnesota for the past eight or living in Minnesota for the past 18 years and having a Wisconsin license. He was cited for driving on a suspended license. Uh, he didn't know he had a suspended license. So probably because they sent it to uh, probably because they don't have his address, right? If he's living in Minnesota. Like, what license is suspended? Is his Wisconsin license suspended? Is his Minnesota license suspended because he doesn't have a Minnesota license? I think his Minnesota driving privileges are revoked. I think that's the story kind of dives into that a little bit, but I'm bullet pointing here. So I'm not going to dive into that myself. Uh, but here's this whole quote he puts, of course, on social media, right? Not, uh, I'm still being profiled. Matter of fact, I was just pulled over Saturday, the old protectual stop. You don't have a front license plate. And I got a ticket for my license. Anyway, I thought we weren't doing protectual stops here in the state, but we are. You could still get you could still get driving while black tickets in the state. <laughs> driving while black tickets. So I guess if we're not doing them, then he's got a point. But also, dude, you're a Minnesota lawmaker that's lived here for 18 years in St. Paul and has kept your Wisconsin driver's license. And put a license plate on the front of your car? Like, aren't you, aren't you, isn't the DMV right there? You're going to work all the time, probably stop in there. Um, so that story, that story's not as good as the judge story, the Wisconsin judge, but it is pretty funny. Um, and he only has a point if they're not actually doing stops like that. If they're not, then I'm just going to take the license plates off my car too, just in case. Just in case I do something. And I don't want anyone to know about it. All right. So those are a couple of the, uh, the, the, the stories on the wires. It looks like Minnesota or Minnesota, Wisconsin governor Evers, Tony Evers was exposed to COVID-19 at a ceremony at an elementary school in Whitefish Bay. So he did one of these budget signing things at a elementary school. I thought the the whole budget that we signed, I was gone, so I I saw that we signed the budget in Wisconsin, and then everyone wants to A, take credit for it, and B, yell at the other side for not or taking credit for it, right? The Republicans say, that's our budget that Evers signed. We take credit for it. And Evers says, here's the budget I signed. I take credit for it. Such just the stupidest thing ever. And uh, meanwhile, apparently, if it's the Republican budget, it doesn't do a whole lot for for public schools. Yet Evers went and signed the budget 
or part part of it or did the signing at an elementary school in Whitefish Bay. So if it didn't do enough for for schools, is that was that part of the signing? I didn't look into this. I just saw that he got exposed to COVID, and of course he gets exposed um, at a school, right? Because kids aren't vaccinated. Like you got to be smarter than this, Evers. Got to be smarter. Um, the event was attended by three state lawmakers, state school superintendent, members of Evers cabinet, several school children, and school district personnel and reporters. There is no school, right? Too. Right, there's Whitefish Bay. I don't know. It could be one of those year-round schools where they they have two weeks off and then they go for nine weeks. We get a couple of those on the cross, but otherwise, it's the school is out for summer and they had to bring all these. Hey, kids, we need you to come to school so Evers can do a signing. Should be funny too. Um, what was the other one? There was a couple of these. Uh, the judge suspended. Oh yeah, I did that one. Um. Oh, this one too. The Minnesota Department of, or Wisconsin, I keep saying Minnesota. Wisconsin Department of Justice says it's received more than 100 reports of abuse by clergy and faith leaders across the state since announcing a statewide investigation of April, in April. Big surprise there. We're uh, big old investigation into clergy and faith leaders doing you know what. So, um, all right, we got. I got to take one more quick break, and we'll be back. All right, welcome back to Lacrosse Talk PM. A couple of minutes left here. 608-785-7914. Uh, Phil texts in with that Minnesota lawmaker. I bet Thompson voted at least Minnesota in at least Minnesota for 18 years and probably Wisconsin too. It's illegal to do that, so he probably didn't, especially being a Minnesota lawmaker. Um, as long as you can prove where you live, you don't need a driver's license to vote where you're voting. So um, it's fun, though, that that's where you take the story, Phil. We could just talk about the ridiculousness of a Minnesota lawmaker having a Wisconsin driver's license and then never and then never voting, never voting. Now you got me on it. Uh, and then just never converting his license over. Uh, Kent's calling in. Kent, go ahead. Hey Rick, how you doing? How's your vacation, man? It's it's over. So sad. <laughs> I know it goes by quick, Anna. Yeah. I just wanted to call and welcome you back on uh, on the radio. And uh, you know, I'm not going to rebuke any of your stuff tonight. You're doing your own thing. So just wishing you back from vacation, brother. All right, rebuke me later, then, Kent. <laughs> I'll, I'll do that, bro. Later. All right, bye. Yeah, if anyone wants to rebuke or refute, I'm all for it, uh, except for Eric from Sparta. Uh, the, the the lacrosse police department put out their notable calls. They're doing this now each week. Uh, and I'll just, I'm going to go through these two. Their notable calls from the weekend. Uh, officers responded to a theft of a vehicle parked in a parking lot. Um, found in the middle of the street by Campbell police the next day. So that was Friday, Saturday, another stolen vehicle to three separate vehicle uh, officers responded to three separate vehicle thefts where two of them involved the keys the vehicle being left in the center consoles. Okay, people, lock your cars. And don't leave your keys in the center consoles. I mean, I know this is a great place to live, but people are stealing cars still, I think, especially when the keys are in them. At least they weren't in the ignition. Um, two other vehicle entries. So don't, I don't know. 
Uh, valuables inside, such as wallet, headphones were stolen downtown. Doesn't have time, so I can't tell you. Like, my car's out there in the middle of the day. I got a piece of wood in the back. Wood's pretty uh, valuable right now, although I heard prices are going down. A uh, person's uh, residence was broken into. The living room window shattered. Uh, oh, no, the, just uh, the, the living room window was shattered by a BB gun. Um, bike thefts, there was a report of three bikes being stolen. Um... One bike was recovered. Individual was cited. There was an overdose. Uh, Narcan was used. Those were all Saturday. Sunday, trouble with juvenile. Officer responded to a juvenile's kicking mirrors off cars as they were traveling down streets. Some of those responsible for the damage were ID'd, and this investigation is ongoing. How are they kicking mirrors off cars going down the streets? Are they on bicycles? Are they riding in the cars? Like Kind of like... Uh, you take baseball bats to mailboxes when you drive by, and then you hit that one where somebody puts cement in it. Um, another one, a uh, person driving by observed mail holding a gun of subtight in the altercation with another. Uh, spent shell casing was found, so they shot the gun. Firearm was recovered, suspect arrested, bail jumping, disorderly conduct, possession of meth, uh, all that good stuff. So, All right, that's all the time I got. We'll do it again tomorrow.